Hello, my name is Dr. Rachel Gooding. I'm a clinical assistant professor at the Brody School of Medicine at East Carolina University in Greenville, North Carolina. And I'm joined today by one of our med psych residents, Dr. Miller. Thank you, Dr. Gooding. I'm Maxwell Miller. I'm a fourth year internal medicine and psychiatry resident in Greenville, North Carolina at the Brody School of Medicine. So what are we going to be talking about today, Dr. Miller? We'll be discussing olanzapine. Olanzapine, also called Zyprexa. That's as correct. the brand name. Okay. So how was olanzapine first discovered? So olanzapine is a thionobenzodiazepine analog. And it's important to mention that, although it's a very long word, because it, some of these medications were discovered by accident in, in certain ways. So when olanzapine was first discovered... It was due to searching for an analog of clozapine, which was that long name that I just said. And the reason for this is because clozapine requires such frequent lab monitoring because it can cause a granulocytosis that researchers wanted to find an alternative medication with less blood draws. So hence, that's how olanzapine came to be. And it was first approved by the FDA in 1996 for the management of schizophrenia. So I assume as an analog of clozapine probably has a similar mechanism of action. But what exactly is olanzapine's specific mechanism of action? So olanzapine is a second-generation antipsychotic, possessing both 5-HT2A receptor as well as dopamine 2 receptor blockade in the frontal cortex and mesolimbic pathway, respectively. 5-HT2A antagonism in the frontal cortex mediates the benefits in treating the negative symptoms associated with schizophrenia. For example, anhedonia, flat affect, alogia, avolition, and poor attention. D2 receptor antagonism in the mesolimbic pathway mediates the benefits in treating the positive symptoms associated with schizophrenia. That can include hallucinations, delusions, disorganized speech, thought, and behavior. So by affecting the dopamine and the serotonergic pathways, what are some of the main adverse or side effects that we can expect if we start a patient on olanzapine? So the most common side effect that people should be aware of is weight gain because it can cause hyperphagia. Another important side effect is metabolic syndrome because of insulin resistance. And with younger patients, there is a higher risk for this. Additionally, extra-pyramidal symptoms may occur, as well as neutropenia and thrombocytopenia, both of which have been reported in the literature. And something to be aware of and is possible reason why the long-acting injectable, although it's available for olanzapine, is not commonly used, is because of something called post-injection syndrome. And symptoms include dizziness, fatigue, and this may progress to delirium and excess sedation. 
Yeah, I've never used the olanzapine long-acting injectable, and I don't know of anyone who has just for that reason. It's, you have to monitor the patients afterward for several hours. It's just not worth it. And it sounds like also they were trying to get around clozapine's neutropenia, but still that is a potential side effect with this medication, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. How is olanzapine primarily metabolized? So it's primarily metabolized by the liver with major metabolism via a CYP1A2 isoenzyme. And does that have any bearing on tobacco use? It does. So if somebody is using tobacco and they're smoking, you may have to increase the dose of olanzapine. And it's been the commonly thrown out percentage of increased dose would be around 30% higher dose of olanzapine in the context of cigarette smoking for that reason. So something very important to be aware of, not just with olanzapine, but I know some other antipsychotics have this issue as well, that always be aware if you're prescribing the medicine for a patient, always ask if they're smoking cigarettes because that can definitely affect its metabolism and they may start decompensating even with no change in their dosage. So what is olanzapine FDA approved to treat? So it's approved for schizophrenia in adults and adolescents over 13, as well as acute treatment of manic or mixed episodes associated with bipolar 1 disorder. Olanzapine with fluoxetine is approved for depressive episodes associated with bipolar 1 disorder and for treatment-resistant depression. Olanzapine with semitoforphan is approved to decrease olanzapine-associated weight gain in patients with schizophrenia or bipolar 1 disorder. So it sounds like, and in practice, I know olanzapine is a really great drug to treat psychotic disorders as well as mania, but because of all those potential adverse side effects, mainly the metabolic ones with the insulin resistance, weight gain, typically not, should not be a first choice just for those reasons, unfortunately. What are the routes of administration available for olanzapine? So you have an enteral tablet, an oral dissolvable tablet, a parenteral rapid-acting injectable, as well as the long-acting injectable formulation. Yeah, and I know in my practice, at least, we definitely use the regular tablet, the dissolvable tablet, and that rapid-acting injectable a lot. But again, the LAI is... It's difficult to find that available in practice. How frequently do you dose olanzapine? It's typically just once a day. Its half-life is around 30 hours. Um, And the oral peak concentration occurs in six hours, while the rapid-acting injection peak occurs in 15 to 45 minutes. So you can just give it once a day. Although I think in practice, I definitely see patients who are on it twice a day. And due to all the sedating side effects, especially if you're doing it once a day, um, at least what I've seen, and you can comment as well if you've seen similar, that often I see it dosed at bedtime because it can cause sedation. Yeah, that's, that's the best time to do it. So overall, what are some clinical pearls to know about olanzapine if you're going to be prescribing it or you're considering prescribing it? So you should use it cautiously in a patient with obesity, particularly if they are young. Now, it's useful because of the oral dissolvable tablet, the PO tablet or the enteral tablet, the rapid-acting intramuscular formulation. So it gives you a 
a lot of different opportunities to use it depending on the setting and or scenario. And then you should avoid giving it with a benzodiazepine or other sedating medications because you don't want to cause too much sedation because like you were just saying, olanzapine can do that in and of itself or respiratory depression. Yeah, there's a warning if you're, especially if you're doing IM, intramuscular zyprexa or olanzapine, to not give it concurrently with intramuscular or parenteral Ativan or benzodiazepine just because it can cause oversedation or hypotension. So that is something if you're going to use this medicine, especially to try to get control over someone's agitation quickly in the hospital setting, for example, uh, don't give it with a benzodiazepine as well, or at least space them out. And that warning typically is just for the intramuscular, but it's also a good idea if you're just doing pills to also not combine them together, just because that is still a potential side effect. All right, so olanzapine, second-generation antipsychotic, we see it used all the time. Um, Really great choice, as long as you are aware of all those potential side effects that can affect weight, glucose, and all the other metabolic parameters, but very effective for what it is approved to treat. Thank you so much for talking with me again today, Dr. Miller. Thank you, Dr. Gooding. All right, thank you.